What's up, everybody? This is Mind Your Money with Miss Be Helpful, a show that highlights people and stories that will inspire you to get your money right. And today, I actually met a, uh, I guess, a fellow money nerd because I met Shayna at FinCon um, mm-hmm. this uh, last year in 2019, and we connected. And I always knew about her YouTube channel since then, so I wanted to make sure I had Shayna on the show. Shayna, what's up? Hey, I'm so excited to be on. I'm so glad that you invited me to be on here. Yes. I think it's going to be fun. Yes, it is. It is going to be so fun because I, I just, I remember your energy and then I've been watching videos from the Well Five. I'm like, Shayna's so like, she's just so humble and so chill and so honest. I was like, this is going to be the perfect person to talk about your channel and growing your business and all the things that you've done. So we are going to get into all of that. But first, I just want to open with two fun questions. Um, So the first one is, what was a purchase that you've made in your life that you feel like, it was just ridiculous. You spent way too much money. And to this day, you still regret it. Yeah. So I think for me, that would be a car. I bought a 2016 Mercedes Benz. Oh, okay. Girl. <laughs> and it was a horrible mistake because I actually had a 2007. Um, what did I say? 2016? It was yeah. 2013. Sorry. 2013. Yeah. I don't know why I said 2013. 2013 Mercedes Benz. <laughs> but I had 2007 RAV4 that was completely paid off. Wow. I, um, I traded in the car oh. because my brother actually was like, you should get a, you know, you should get oh. a nicer car. Oh my and goodness. My brother. <laughs> I, I feel like I just can't listen. I'm covering <laughs> my ears like, no, you did not trade trade in your pay, fully paid off car to mm-hmm. get a brand new one. Oh. Yes. Uh-huh. So, yeah. And then I end up with that car. I end up selling that to a dealership. Yeah. And then um, I had another car that I had access to that I drove in the meantime, but then I didn't have access to that car anymore. So I had to buy another car, which oh. I have now, which is paid off. Good. But I would have saved so much money because, you know, so many of the, you know, payments mm-hmm. that had yes. to you know that car car and everything yeah just so so when you sold it back to the dealership you lost a lot there right because they don't they don't give you nowhere near what you paid for it so i didn't sell it back to that dealership it was a different one but i did um i didn't come out ahead because i actually owed it was underwater because i drove too much in that car as well and so i think i still owe like six thousand dollars but i had that money so i just paid paid it off but it helped me because I didn't have to pay the the monthly payments on right, it right but yeah I still had to you know, <sighs> yeah take that long you, you took that L girl yeah L. <laughs> did, you, did you make your brother pay you back for the mistakes that he made you put that he put you I in that <laughs> you should make him if your brother's listening or watching you better pay her back that was that was your fault that was your fault <laughs> it was my fault for not because I'm older uh, but you listen. listen to myself. But, true, you know, true. I was like, okay, because I always wanted Mercedes, and I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense that I deserve a Mercedes. That's what it has to make sense. <laughs> All yeah, right. So, what about what about the opposite experience where you actually did spend the same amount of money, or like a, a, a similar amount of money? You spent a lot of money on something, but um, but you don't regret it. It's actually something that to this day you're like, now that was worth it for me. I don't care if other people think I'm crazy. For me, it, that was a worthwhile purchase. Mm-hmm. So 
I immediately what came to my mind was this blow dryer, mm-hmm. but I actually didn't buy it. My boyfriend got it for me for uh, Christmas. But it's so how like, expensive is this blow dryer? What kind of blow dryer? <laughs> Have you not seen those um, Dyson blow dryers? Like, like it looks like the full salon one. No, like why like is it so expensive? Dryer. It's like. Four hundred dollars? Ooh, no, no, but girl. it's so worth it because like it dries my hair in like ten minutes. And oh wow! Like Dang. heat damage or anything like that, and my hair is yeah. like wasteland hair, so yeah. it's important for me. Yeah. But I guess let me find something that I purchased for. <laughs> <laughs> I would say um a um a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Those um. Not the Roomba. I didn't buy a Roomba, but yeah. it was like an off-brand one on Amazon. But it was still like maybe $180 or okay. so. Okay. And I really like that because I hate vacuuming. <laughs> so I feel just you, girl. to like press the button and let it, you know, go, yeah. I think it's well worth its money. And then, you know, you can have an appliance like that for forever. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. And I... I totally relate to you because I, I don't like vacuuming at all, but I'm a type of person that when the floor is dirty, it doesn't really bother me that much. Like if the floor has a little bit of dust or hair, it doesn't bother me. But my boyfriend, oh my God, he cannot stand when the floor has dust or hair or anything. So we compromised. <laughs> and this year we finally bought a Roomba and we, <laughs> and, we, and we split the Roomba. So I agree. I think it was a worthwhile purchase because yeah. he's happy. The floor is clean. I'm happy. I don't got to clean it. We're good to go. Yeah, it's a, a great purchase. Yes. <laughs> and the one I got actually mops too, but I don't have a oh, big yeah. enough space to mop. Yeah. So I haven't used it yet, but it, I think it adds to the value that yeah. it offers. <laughs> that, listen, that's for sure. Anytime you can save on chores, it's time you can spend doing things that you want to do. Exactly. Um, I that love makes that. Money too. That's right. That makes some money. Um, all right. Love that. So tell us a little bit about your upbringing, Shayna. Did you grow up in Georgia? I feel like that's where you live now, but maybe I'm making that up. Yeah, I live in Georgia now, but mm-hmm. um, I grew up in Miami, Florida. Oh, cool. I and didn't know that. so uh, my parents are Jamaican mm-hmm. and uh, they are, you know, immigrants to this country. So I'm like a first generation American. That's like And me. I, um, you know, my parents taught me, I guess, a little bit about money in the sense that I had like lessons through my dad's business. So he has a business. He, um, he fix, fixes like big rig trucks. Oh, and yeah, he's yeah, a mechanic yeah. and he does that. He had his own shop and everything. Nice. And, um, my mom, she stopped working when she gave birth to my sister at, um, I think I was nine years old Yeah, when it happened. So, um, she was always around and everything and she manages managed the money like personally within the family and also for the business and so wow. she would teach me things like you know writing a check like I learned how to write a check and I was so surprised that actually when I went to college like so many people yes. that I went to college with had never written a check never went to the bank to deposit a check or anything like that nope. and so that was really valuable um they talked a lot about saving um, they told me not to ever get a credit card. So oh, they wow. said different things, but I yeah. will also say that they didn't know a lot about like the advanced money assets. Yes. Yes. So they didn't really know how to make their money work for them, um, such as investing right. and like how even like with credit cards, um, they told me like never get a credit card. Wow. And because it's just, you know, just going to put you into debt and it's like mm-hmm. the worst thing ever. But, you know, 
people now use credit cards to their advantage, like through credit card asking to be able to get travel rewards and, you know, even cash back and things like that. Mm -hmm. But my parents didn't talk about that stuff because they didn't know that. And my parents never, you know, like I said, invested. So I learned things about, you know, basic money things. Like I said, going to the bank, writing checks and, you know, saving but when it comes to like making your money work for me they couldn't teach me that stuff because they didn't know it themselves right I hear you I I had a similar I mean my parents weren't necessarily they they didn't have a ton to save but they did you know try to tell us like you don't really want to owe anybody money um but yeah I don't know I mean for some reason I didn't really know anything about credit cards and nobody ever really talked to me about how to use them and girl that was my trap I mean you you know my story but I had so much credit card because I didn't know and I feel like it's either one way or the other with people either they they're told to stay away from them because they're terrible or they're taught to like use them a lot and I feel like I just wanted to be a happy middle ground like I wanted to be mm-hmm. in the middle where I use them but they're not I'm not depending on them but I'm also not like oh anti-credit card like I needed to find a place where it worked for me I mean, I think, you know, probably you agree, like you, you sort of, you, you learn that yourself, what works for you by through doing it yourself. Yeah. That's where I'm at now with credit cards. Like I don't have any credit card debt, but mm-hmm. I use them regularly. Yeah. So that way yeah. I'm able to, you know, get travel rewards. Like we booked a ticket to go to Vegas for Memorial Day weekend, which we aren't going to be able to go on that trip. Oh, thank <laughs> you, Corona. <laughs> but, you know, that trip was completely um, free. Because of, you know, credit card reward points. So, you know, I use them in a smart way now, very strategically. I love that. All right. So then tell us about how you went from not knowing much in terms of advanced personal finance. You just knew the basics. You knew to save. You knew to write your check and stuff like that. But now you have a whole brand called The Wealth Vibe. And Uh you post videos about how to be savvy with money. And and you're running a business and you're doing all these things. So how did you make that transition from that person that you were to where you are now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's just a lot of self-learning. I would say the first time I learned a little bit more about um, like advanced aspects of personal finance was in college. I was in this um, this group, and I was um, I'm one of the e- e- e-board members of that group, yeah. and. I was coming back from a meeting and the president of it, the guy who actually founded the the group, he was telling me how he, what his plans were for graduation and how much money he was going to have. And I was like, how you going to have all this money? Like what, (laughs) like you don't work now. Like, you know, what are, what are your plans? And so he was like, Oh, through like saving and investing. So he told mm. me about a certificate of deposit account. Ooh, yep. So I opened up one of those. Um, I think that was like my sophomore or junior year of college. Mm-hmm. So I learned a little bit about that. And then um, still didn't know too much, but, you know, started to, you know, read books and things. And I started to read this book um, actually by Ramit Seth. Setting. Yes, I will teach you to be rich. So good. Yes. So I have it right here. It's, it's hard to reach, but it's right there. Yeah. But I actually bought it uh, when it first came out in 2010 or 11 or something like okay. that. And um, I had it on my iBooks. I bought it as an online book. And so when I went to FinCon this past you know year, he was yeah. actually there. And so I actually bought the for physical book then. But that book taught me a whole lot more about automating your finances, um, using 401ks, IRAs. And so immediately from that book, 
I opened up an IRA and I really like that book because it gives you like action items after Uh each chapter. So I went and opened up an account with ING, which is what he was recommending at the time. And that ultimately became Capital One 360, which we all know about now. And then um, I opened up an IRA. And so just learning, you know, and then taking other people's advice is what kind of helped me. But I will say that although I was learning, I wasn't always doing the best things. And so it just over time getting to realize like, you know, you have a lot of debt. You got to focus on this stuff, too, because no matter how much money you have you able to earn or even able to save you're really not in a good financial position unless you get rid of that debt the money that you owe yep. yeah I mm-hmm. love that I love that mindset because I was the type of person that I would focus so much on my checking account and my savings account like I would focus on my bank account so I would look and log in and be like oh look how much money I got in the bank oh I'm saving it Mind you, I owe like thousands of dollars to this credit card. So once I started learning about net worth, that's when I started to calculate. Exactly. Oh, never heard that term net worth in my house, in school. Nobody ever used that that terminology with me. Yeah. So I finally learned about it. I was like, so what's my net worth? I need to, I need to know because I, all I know is what I got in the bank. And then, you know, when I sat down, add up all the credit card debt that I had and subtracted my, you know, subtracted that from my little checking. I was like, oh, my, my net worth is negative. I'm in the. I'm below zero. My whole life is less than zero. That is scary for me to like sit down and just confront that mm-hmm. that fact. I mean, it's just a fact about me, and that was yeah. that motivated me to motivated me to yeah to like you to keep learning and figure out mm-hmm. what steps I have to do to make my net worth become positive. Yeah, and you know what? I just remember this as I was. Um, talking, one of the things that I did um, learn from my parents was actually about net worth, but I did learn it too young, I think. So my mom tried to learn a little bit more about investing and stuff, but I think it was just like in those times, like in the 90s, investing was hard to do if you didn't have a lot of money. You needed a a broker and you needed a lot of money. money. Yep. And so she actually read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I read it when I was in middle school. Great book. And so I learned a little bit about like net worth and those things. But at the same time, I'm like in middle school. I'm not making Right. And you're, you're, also, you're not, you're not going to apply it to your life yet because yeah. you're just a kid. Yeah. And so it didn't really have a lot of effect until like later on. Yeah. I was like, oh, I did hear about that before. Oh yeah, I, I know the quadrant, the quadrant, the flow quadrant, or whatever he calls it. Yeah, business, you know, employment, yep. and you know, and those things, and so it was instilled in me early. But because yep. my parents didn't really have the opportunity to apply some of those things, and I also didn't have the opportunity to apply those things, yep. it kind of just stayed yep. there, you know, like as <laughs> dormant yep. knowledge. And then after a while, you're like, oh wait, you know, I did learn this. Yep. Let me start putting those things into practice. So. If you don't use it, you lose it. And exactly. if, you're, if you're 12 years old and you're not applying those skills that you learned yet, it's going to fizzle away. Like, it's just like, like I learned how to speak French and I spoke it for a long time. I went to France and everything, but I haven't been practicing it. So now if I hear people talking French real fast, I'm like, wait, hold on. What, what, what? Because I, I, I know it's a little bit, but it, I'm not using yeah. it. So I'm not keeping it active in my, I like that term you said, dormant knowledge. It's, yeah. you, it's knowledge in a way, but it's dormant. You're not using it. It's just sitting there and it's just not being utilized. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit in some ways, a little bit of a waste. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Cool. Well, I, I love what you decided to do in terms of just putting out there your examples and your real experiences. Like you go on your YouTube channel, you talk about what you're doing to save money, how YouTube has brought you extra income, like, and you know, all these little things just so that people can see some examples of a real person doing it in their own life. And somebody who's not like, you know, you're just a simple person just talking about your own, your own story. And I think that's, I like that a lot. That's why I tried to do this show. I tried to focus on people's stories and their actual lives, because that's what mm -hmm. inspires other people to say oh if she could do it you know i can do it uh, yeah so, yeah i think your youtube definitely has that vibe yeah and that's that's why i decided to do like youtube because i think a lot of people don't talk about this stuff in day-to-day -day life that's right and then you know a lot of people also weren't talking about it on youtube and you know there's like a person here or there but nobody was really like you know talking about it in the way that I wanted to talk about it. Like mm -hmm. I wanted to share like real numbers, like a mm -hmm. lot of people who are doing budgets, for example, they sometimes would like, you know, hide the numbers or just do percentages or they'll make yeah. up numbers, use half of their in household yeah. income, yep. you know, and then sometimes it'll be people who are couples that were talking about their finances. Like I'm not a couple, you yeah. know, like I'm not married. And so I'm having to figure out, a how lot of these by myself yeah. and how long is it going to take? It's going to take me a decade to get out of debt. Whereas like a couple can get out of debt, maybe, Watch you know, that. depending yeah. on their income, you know, in a year or two. And so it's, you know, trying to see like myself, like in those, in those areas as well. So I wanted to put that out there because I wasn't finding it on, on yep. YouTube. So. I love that. I love that so much. I, I, I felt the same way. And that's why I started YouTubing too, because I was like, everybody that I'm seeing on YouTube that I'm hearing, they, they speak so properly and everything is all, you know, like <laughs> a technical financial language. I'm like, I didn't know. First of all, I didn't even know net worth meant. And honestly, if mm -hmm. there's, again, if there's anybody out there listening, who's like that, who's like, I don't know what net worth is. Like, it's fine because I didn't know what that meant. I, I as a little tip, it basically is when you add up everything that you have to your name money-wise and then subtract everything that you owe and then whatever the yeah. difference is, is what you actually have. And I never knew what that was. And to me, I, now I think that a lot of people consider that to be a basic like vocabulary term in, in the money world. In the personal finance, yeah. It's like, but if you don't know, you don't know it. And so I just felt like I wanted to talk about money, but I didn't want to use all that language that was, you know, it's kind of scary for somebody who doesn't know what Yeah, and break it down to like, regular people's knowledge because even like talking about 401ks and IRAs those can be very like high level and people are like it's just too much and I don't even want to bother with it yeah, it needs yeah. To be broken down so that way they feel empowered to say you know I actually do want to do this this is actually yes. beneficial because if you can't communicate to someone what the value is or what it is it's like I don't even want to talk about that exactly, exactly. <laughs> and there's so many people that feel like they don't really like having to learn things the way you learn in school where you got to read about it, write about it, do a test about it, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's how a lot of people try to teach it. And I, I, at least I feel like I noticed that your, your channel, the wealth vibe has a similar thing where you just try to teach it through talking about it, conversation. I'm not, it's not yeah. going to be a tutorial. I'm not going to bust out the whiteboard. We're not going <laughs> to do a whole classroom lesson. Like I'm not doing that. And I, I feel like your channel does that too, because a lot of people need to see that. They need to see just regular girls talking, like us having girl chat or even guys just having conversations informally. This is not a interview for CNBC. This is not some whatever. Like it's just, it's just money can be mm -hmm. a regular topic of conversation and it should be, it should be yeah, a regular topic. It should be for sure. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't, like I said, have these conversations. And the reason why I wanted to talk about like real numbers was because 
people don't even know like they can make this amount of money or that they can even save that type of money yes. because I think sometimes and people do this to make it easy they'll be like oh you can save $50 a paycheck but you don't even think about the possibility of somebody saving like 60% of their paycheck. You know what I mean? And so like being able to say like, this is how much I'm saving. This is how much I'm earning. This is the field that I'm in. People are like, Oh wait, people are actually making this type of money. People are actually doing this. People are actually saving this amount. Aren't, you know, spending this amount, you know, you know, it just, makes it more relatable. Yep. And it gets them curious because if you never thought about it yourself before and now all of a sudden you hear about it from somebody that looks like you, kind of sounds like you, kind of is a little more relatable to you, you're going to think, oh, again, like I said before, if she can do it, I can do it. And also you're going to be more curious. You're going to be like, I want to pull the curtain back and see what she's really doing in her house. I want like, I want to learn more so that I can take some of those strategies and put them into my own life. Yeah. So I, I love that. Um, all right. Well, I would definitely love to pull up a, a question from my Instagram and YouTube because I, or uh, is my Instagram or my email because I get a lot. And sometimes I'm like, I don't always have time to answer them, but, and I'm just curious too, to see what other people think. Okay. Um, so let me see. I have one here, which is very common and I actually have a YouTube video about it, but it's kind of old. So I'll just do a new one. This one is from Annalisa. So Annalisa says, hi, Miss Be Helpful. I really love all your videos and I've been watching them for a while now and I'm really I'm really struggling to figure out how I can stop my bad habits, especially when it comes to spending my money on things that I don't need. I shop too much and I spend too much money on random things that I feel like I need in the moment. But when I reflect later, I didn't need that at all. Could you help me give me some tips about what I can do to stop doing these bad habits? Thank you. Mm -hmm. I had this problem because I was a shopaholic and I have a video about this too, but again, it's a little old. So in today's day and age where we're sitting in the house stuck for coronavirus and probably <laughs> just tempted to go on Amazon Prime and buy all the Fenty, buy all the, all the whatever we want, um, what, you know, what could we do? What could you say to her that she could try to do? Or what would you suggest? Yeah, so I think um, off the top of my head and people probably hear this a lot, you know, really thinking about your purchases. So like if you go online and you're like, oh, okay, I really want to buy like these pair of shoes, like don't buy it right away. Just put it in your cart maybe. And then, mm -hmm. you know, sit, sleep on it for like a day and also see what kind of deals you can get. And if you can't really get it at a deal or if you feel like the next day you don't really want it, don't purchase it. But I think one of the things that I did for me was I was using um, Simple Bank and it's similar to mm -hmm. Chime. I'm actually going to switch over to yeah. Chime. Um, but basically, they have um, like little envelopes in a sense where you can put like money for different expenses. So you can either say like grocery or food or, you know, restaurants or clothing. You can label it. Or what I did was actually put a budget, a line item on specific stores so oh, like i had an issue with shopping on amazon. yeah on amazon and target and so i actually yes, haven't target. even target. gone to target oh. really in so long because i started to put a line item for target and i'm like okay i don't really need to go to target and so it kind of made me think about like okay how much do i really want to spend because i I did a video on this, on how much money I spent on Target in a, a year, I think. I went through my expenses for Target and did the same thing for Amazon. It was wow. like way too much money. And so I was like, you know, I don't want to spend that much. I'm only going to set a certain limit to it. And then after a while, you're like, okay, I don't really need to go to Target for this. Because you, once you step foot into Target, you know you leave $800 worth of stuff. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, so if you start to put like a limit on it, 
gradually you'll stop purchasing yes. from those type of stores. You'll realize, okay, I don't even need to go there for yes. this thing. You know, and I will think about, you know, using whatever you have or, you know, you you just start thinking about it in different ways. So that was yeah. the way that I was able to cut my expenses, especially for Target yep. um, and Amazon. I don't shop as much on Amazon. I still do shop at Amazon, but I definitely don't shop as much on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Target, like, that was just bad. <laughs> I, I have drastically me. cut my spending for Target by doing Trust that. Me, I know. I used to spend so much money in stores. But, you know, I really like what you said, which is to don't just budget for shopping or budget for, like, whatever, groceries or whatever. But, like, break it down to the stores where you shop. I really like that yeah. because then you can keep track. Like, you can go back and be like, oh, last month I put myself... $60 for Target or for Amazon Prime. This month, I'm going to put 55 yeah. you know, It doesn't feel like a big difference. But then next month, I'm going to do 50 And then slowly, I'm going to work myself from spending $65 a month on Amazon to spending $40 a month on Amazon and mm-hmm. saving 25 So that incremental shift can really help. I love, I love you that. You know what it does? It helps you not feel deprived either. Right. Because if you're like, oh, I can't go to Target, then you're going to be looking at it in a deficit mindset. Yes. Like, oh my yes. gosh, like, what am I going to do without Target? And you start to be like, I really don't want to go to Target. But when you give yourself some freedom to go to Target, but you're like, okay, this is all the money that I can spend in Target. You start to think about Target in a more strategic way. And then that way you stop overspending. And yeah, you have to look at where you're spending because it's easy to be like, oh, I'm going to stop spending, you know, $300 on clothing but if you realize you spent all your money on Fashion Nova clothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to realize it's a Fashion Nova issue and you, may, you need to stop going on Fashion Nova. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I just, I love that advice so much because I feel like that is one of the things that I didn't really do. I went cold turkey, trying to go one day to the next, try to stop spending. And then I mm-hmm. felt mad at myself that I wasn't able to do fun things or I felt deprived. And I slowly went back and started to adjust my budget and put money in there just for fun money, like for me. Yeah. So, Annalisa, yeah, that was her name. Annalisa, that is great advice from Shayna. <laughs> Do not try to go cold turkey one day to the next. Slowly, gradually reduce it in your budget and put specifically the stores. And I think that will start to help you for sure. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Thanks, Shayna, for, for sharing yeah. that. That's actually, I feel, I've never really heard anybody who budgets say that they break it down by the store they shop. Like, that's, yeah. that is very specific and can help you. <laughs> Um, all right, cool. So the way that I've been wrapping up the show for everybody who's listening and watching is to, um, I put on Photoshop a dollar bill and I take the face off. Sorry, George Washington. I take the face off and I put your face on it and then your money model or your money message is going to go above it. So everybody out there who's going to touch money, who's going to have money, who's going to see dollar bills. What is the money mantra that you want them to see on your dollar bill? Um, Uh, I think, um, let's think. <laughs> you gotta put me on the spot. I want to say something about like abundance because I want I want mm. people to know that like there's so much money out there. There's an abundance of money, but you have to be wise about your money that you use and yeah. also be proactive about getting the money because yes. there's not a limit of money that we can have. So let me think about how I want to rephrase that. Um, oh, I don't know how to rephrase it. I mean, there's two parts, right? The, the first part is there's really no limit to how much money you can get, mm-hmm. but you have to 
like you said, like, yeah, but you have to, like, right, and you have to go like kind of like go chase it. You have to go chase the money because yeah. it's out there, but it's not gonna come to you unless you go get it or you go for it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so maybe it's um, money is Are abundant, you- but you have to go get it. <laughs> There's an abundance of money. Go get it and keep it. Yes. Oh, I love that. I actually and keep it. Don't get it and then spend it. I love that. There's an abundance yeah. of money. Go get it and keep it. Yes. Okay. It. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's gonna be so fun. I'm gonna tag you in it so you can see your dollar bill. Everybody's gonna be able to see it and share it. I love that motto so much. And Shayna, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me to share your story. Um, hopefully, I know that your story is gonna inspire other people. So if they want to reach out to you and let you know that your story and that your uh, episode, whether it's on YouTube or the or the podcast, that it inspired them and, and uplifted them a little bit, where can they reach you at? Yeah, so I am on YouTube at The Well Five, and I have my name also attached there. So you can also search Shana Green, S H A N A, green like the color. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also on Instagram at The Well Five. So you okay. can find me on Instagram and on YouTube. I post videos on YouTube weekly. I try to do anywhere from one to three videos a week. <laughs> so you always find something there on my channel. I'm always talking about how. How you can increase your income, eliminate debt, eliminate debt, and build your wealth. That's so, right. and I'm doing that over on Instagram too. And so, I would love to have a conversation with you and have you, you know, check out my videos and check out my content. So, I really appreciate you for checking it out. Awesome. <laughs> and thank you for having me on the podcast. This Bro, awesome. it was so fun. I'm so glad we had a chance to chat. This was so great. I, I just, I didn't even know so many things about you. I thought you were from Georgia originally. I learned you from Miami. Like, I just. Yeah. <laughs> You get to know people better when you just sit down and do the one-on-one. So I really appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. I love it. All right, Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.